You're listening to the Beyond Sunday podcast, where faith journeys extend beyond the Sunday sermon. Join Pastor Jeff Carlson and guests as they dive deeper into spiritual topics, offering insights and reflections that resonate with believers from all walks of life. Join us for enriching conversations in faith, life, and community. This is Beyond Sunday. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. This is Pastor Jeff Carlson, lead pastor at Connection Point Church in West Lafayette, Indiana, and Pastor Zach Rainey, who is the chaplain extraordinaire (laughs) at one of our local hospitals, as well as serves here on staff at Connection Point, and has been here a long time, and uh, one of the best teachers I've ever heard in my life, and I love sharing this time with you. Uh, Pastor Zach, you bring a lot of great insight to our folks, and uh, most of them who know you know that. And if you don't know that, uh, you're you're in for a real treat as you listen to some of these some of these times. So we were talking in our last uh, podcast about uh, heresy and about doctrine and why we need to know doctrine, and we got into a discussion about. Uh, different resources that are out there, Bible versions and and other kinds of things, so that uh, our our listeners and, and really any believer could get back to really focusing in on Scripture and learning of the importance of learning and understanding what Scripture teaches versus what everyone else is saying about scripture, which is sometimes godly and biblical, and sometimes it's very me-centered or feel-centered. We have to measure it. We have to measure it. And, and if you, here's the thought, though. If you don't know what the scriptures say, it's very difficult to make an accurate measurement of the other stuff that's out there. So let's talk just briefly today in, our, in this episode about some resources people um, maybe could use in order to ju- dive deeper. So we talked a little bit about devotional reading. Let's talk about that first. I, I enjoy, uh, you know, reading the scriptures in a version that is more, um, you know, less, let's say less accurate, more paraphrase or more story form. So like uh, the New Living Translation or uh, the Message. Um, there's a few other ones. There's a new one out there. I can't remember what it is called. There's a new one out there that a lot of people are really liking. I don't know if it came from the chosen, but uh, it's it's another paraphrase, and <laughs> that makes me suspicious. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, but you know, what would you say as people are saying, man, I really need to get into uh, reading the Bible more, just in devotional, like just to internalize it and just kind of chew on the Word of God. Uh, so not deep study, but just just right. learning the things of the Lord. What 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 would you say would be some good resources for them scripturally well, to jump into? The first the first thing you want to do is make sure it's at your reading level. Yes. Because if you don't understand what you're reading, let's go back to Latin and just read it in Latin or right. something like that, you right. know, uh, in the dark ages. And wasn't that a problem for the church for yeah, that's a thousand where, that's years? That's how we got so nobody, nobody could the Reformation. Nobody could read. in Latin. They didn't know. Yeah. And uh, the plowboy couldn't read the Bible. But, right. uh, so you only, you had to take, you had to take what, whatever the priest said yeah. and go like, well, that must be what it says. Cause yeah. I don't know. So, so it's say, easy to manipulate in that case. Uh, start with a, a Bible that you can understand what it says first, because it's the differences in them is not they're not going to be that significant, uh, not going to be that significant in difference in doctrinal problems 
there have been some, a few here and there, people that deliberately put out a Bible translation that has their own doctrinal swing on it. Yeah. And you'll you'll probably know how to avoid those. Anybody that's reinterpreted Bibles, like uh, the New World Translation mm-hmm. was a classic example where that they deliberately, intentionally screwed around with the text to yeah. make it say what they wanted. Yeah. Um, but these modern translations that are coming out, the only reason for them is that they think there's something closer to the original text for us to have. So start with one that's at your reading level. Yeah. And I, what, what would you say to people that, you know, maybe even, maybe there's some dyslexia there or there's some struggle to read at all, what what kind of things could could they do that would be encouraging? I would, I would start to say we'll start with just one book. The Bible's not just one book. The Bible is a library right. of sixty six books. I just met a woman last month. She said, "I've been trying to read the Bible my whole life. I'll probably never finish it." She started at the beginning, and in the King James, and she's still working her way through the thirty nine books of the Old Testament. And she'll die before she finishes. Gets well, good to, heavens, you get to Leviticus and Deuteronomy, I and know. you're like. Let me she take doesn't, a pass she doesn't here. understand, and she's not a great reader. Yeah. So I start where you can read, and then grab something like one of the Gospels. John is a great book. Everybody, says I love go John. To John. I love John. Uh, I love Luke and Acts together because yeah. he's the same author. They they're technically a two volume of volume one and volume, volume two one, of the life of two, Christ in the church uh, of Luke. Uh, if you want to get in a lot deeper uh, on. Uh, Christological theology, then, you know, I, I say, well, grab Ephesians or Colossians, which they're short books. One of the things about doing devotional reading is you want to make it attainable. You yeah. don't want to set a goal that you can't finish. Right. Then you get discouraged. I don't understand what I'm reading. I can't read this much in one day. And then you quit about February, yeah. you know, because it's just impossible. Yeah. So I, I think it should devotional work should be easy for you to do. I've had uh, a couple other thoughts I've had um, uh, using, you know, on the U version, uh, the audio Bible. If yeah. you struggle to read, that would be a great, you know, secondary option. I think there is something about reading and learning learning how to really read the scriptures, uh, even if you don't read other things, but to read the scriptures can be powerful. So, you know, you're right. Pick a version that yeah, you're comfortable with. Has several oh, yeah. audio Bibles in there that are easy yeah. to listen And one to. I think is like James Earl Jones, you know. Is it? Yeah. So, so <laughs> you can like listen Darth to Darth Vader. Vader. <laughs> read the Bible. Maybe you got saved. Uh but I know the New Living has an audio Bible that I, a lot of times when I was at the district office and I would drive a lot, uh, especially in the morning for yeah. meetings or whatnot, I would often, you know, pull, throw that on while I'm driving and, and, uh, was, was, was good. Now, some people don't do well with audio. Uh, like they De- depends which stretch of highway I'm on. <laughs> uh, if I'm on the Hoosier heartland between Lafayette and Logan sport, I can listen to the scripture all the way there yeah. and never be distracted, you know, but when, if you're trying to navigate on 65, oh, man. Chicago, it's probably best to focus on your drive. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's good to be noise in the background, but so the other thing I'd say is people that, um, you know, would maybe struggle. Cause I, that's the, that's, I would say in all the times in my whole ministry, the times I've preached on devotional life or encouraged people with that, the greatest concern that's ever brought to me is, is I, I'm not a good reader. I don't know how to, I, I don't learn that way. 
you know, I don't learn by, and some people don't, some people really struggle to learn like that. Uh, so one of the things that I suggest to people, if that's really a struggle for you beyond the audio Bible is actually pick up a, a children's Bible, pick up uh, a, a Bible that's geared towards young kids. That is more simplistic. I think of yeah. the action Bible, which is like a comic strip yeah. Bible. Somebody some people love out, that. Somebody has a graphic novel Bible. Yeah. It's the, it's the full text of, of, I think the book of John in the little balloons. Yeah. The full text of the, yeah. of the gospel of John. Yeah. And then of course, course all the drawings to go that's on. very similar to the action bible i, yeah. I remember when um i think it was eli my my oldest son had a touch of dyslexia early on uh, until about third grade and then he just kind of he just kind of figured it out uh, but before that trying to get him to read the word of god in any form was really tough but he really loved comics he could read comics and so we did pick up for him the action bible and man it just made a whole world of difference for him and so i just say like yeah, we were in hobby lobby last night they have it right they have them right there. I think I mean, they're 20 bucks. Weird? You have to go to Hobby Lobby. I know. Paper I know. <laughs> in, in town these days, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God they have them. And they have another, a, a number of other ones as well. But I'm just saying like, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to do something that, you know, in a natural thought wouldn't make sense. Well, I'm not a child. So why would I read a children's Bible? But actually if, if you struggle to read and that's just not your thing and you've all, you've, it's not ever been a thing for you, that could be a great way to engage God's word in a healthy way I, uh, I that doesn't often, require that. I often pull out my little journal yeah. and I will write down uh, a verse or two because that helps me focus on yes. the words, slows me down, and I'm focusing on that verse. Instead of just reading through it, I write it out yeah. and it helps me to get a little deeper. Into That's it. true. I recommend that for little kids, but for, for adults, uh, mature people, writing uh, have out you, scripture helps. Have you seen these? Um, there's a whole set you can I buy them. The little, the little uh, journal Bibles that have the Bible in them and then some, yeah, I, I have a couple of copies of those as well. I mean, I have them, uh, and those can be helpful for something like that. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you've not ever done devotions before, uh, or it's not been a habit in your life and you, and it, the reason is because you struggle to read the Bible, uh, maybe pick up, uh, one book at a time. If you buy the whole set, they're pretty expensive. They're 160 or 70 bucks, I think. Uh, but if you buy one book at a time and just say, Hey, for the next however long it takes, I'm just going to go through and I'm going to write down the scriptures. I'm going to internalize them that way. Uh, that's a tremendous way. Don't feel like quant a quantity is the same thing as quality. I'm going to confess something to you. Yeah, go. Uh, two years, I just focused on the book of Colossians. Yeah. I read it over and over. I read it word for word. I just, I didn't read through the Bible those two years. Yeah. I just read the book of Colossians. You told me I wasn't in, saved because I didn't read through the Bible. I know. <laughs> but if it's the book of Colossians, I can be saved. Man, that's a good know. book. Uh, and I did sent, all those sentence diagrams I showed you. Yep. I went for every, I just dug as deep as I could into one book of the Bible to, yeah. for two years straight. I love it. I read other parts of the Bible too, because Colossians references the entire uh, section. Uh, those those prison epistles, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians are really powerful Christology about Christ, but also ecclesiology about the church and how the church functions um, and how Christ functions within the church. They're the, like you could spend a year in those books uh, because they're so rich in the things of the Lord. One of the things I like to do, uh, you know, and again, this would be something I would say if you are, you know, a better reader or maybe you have a little bit of a studious mind um, and you'd like to go a little bit deeper is to alongside of 
the scriptures, read a commentary, read a, uh, and there, there are various kinds of commentary, right? Yeah, there's, there's very academic commentaries yeah. that are very technical and get into the, not only the meaning of a word in Greek or Hebrew, but the entire etymology of the word and the background of the word and where it came from and how yeah. a, how a first century person would understand. But I mean, it just, it gets into the weeds big time. Now, if you love that, some people, those are great. Some people uh, use uh, Bible Gateway mm-hmm. more than you version, and Bible Gateway has a paid subscription where you have access to several commentaries online. Yeah. That's a, that's an easy. Way what's to your go. favorite commentary set? Uh, I, I know you got tons, but I, I use. What's your go-to though? Like if you go, man, I really don't have a go-to one, so that can't be true. I try. I, I really couldn't say. I don't know. Probably expositors. Yes. Okay. I, I've got three that are my go-to. So one's expositors. Uh, the Expositors Bible Commentary is a fantastic um, book series. I, I've I found it in college, writing a research paper, and it just always had something that was relevant written in it. So I really enjoyed it. Number two would be uh, a set called the Pillar Bible Commentaries, and these are written. They're good. They're very academic. Yeah. They're written by you know theologians at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School and other Fuller and other great you know, the, uh, 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 seminaries. So they're very, very academic, right. but very rich and very powerful. That's kind of my, when I'm preaching expositorily, yeah. that's my go-to for those kinds of things. I, word I studies. I saw in your whatnot. office a few of the, the word biblical commentary, which has been one I've used since I was young. Yeah. Um, word biblical commentary. I had it in paper and I now have it all digital. Do you? On my, uh, well, the, the so. one I go to for the practical commentaries is the Warren Wearsby commentaries. And Warren Wearsby, I, I think, comes from a Baptist tradition. Um, so there are a couple of things doctrinally that I would... I you finally know, heard him say something I didn't. I disagreed with the other day. Really? I wish I could remember what it was. I haven't found much yeah, I, I, that I, I disagree with. Something. I, thought, I disagree with Warren Wearsby. Yeah. Who, knew, who knew that? But there's you know there's a couple of doctrinal things that we probably yeah, wouldn't he, see. He's I don't on know. the radio daily still. He's really? Been gone a long time. But o- yeah, overall, those commentaries, what I like about them is they're very practical. So when he goes through a... a you know, a book he will, he will discuss, well, how does this, how, what does this look like in your daily life? And I think that's really powerful for people, especially in a devotional reading environment. Um, I've encouraged my children to read Wearsby. Um, and I'm sure there are other ones out there like that. I just have found his, his are very good and very rich. Uh, so, uh, you mentioned that you have a number of these things digitally. So what are, what are like the digital resources that are out there for people? Are you a Logos guy? I use, I use Logos. So you say Logos, I say Logos, which one's correct? uh, Logos is is me being pedantic about (laughs) that. It's an Omicron, not an Omega as the second letter, but (laughs) never mind. I don't care how you say it, but yeah, I, I use, I started using Logos way, way, way back. 30 some years ago when David Wigington yeah. uh, Jr. said this is a great software you should yeah. get it and it was all back then it was all on CDs and you had to load it onto your I remember. PC and all that you know yeah. but uh, I I still use it over the past 30 years I've probably spent Lizzie, I probably spent seven grand <laughs> over the past. Do you think years. Lizzie listens to our podcast? No, she has no <laughs> idea. But somebody will tell her. Somebody will tell her. Did you know your husband? Sent you owe her seven grand, man. Bible. It's it's way more than a Bible. I, I 
I can't. You, I will never ever use all the books I own now. Yeah, and uh, it has. It's. I mean, it's. So there. So it's extreme. Somebody extreme. goes. I ain't spending seven thousand no, bucks. No, you start out with There's, the free version. Of yeah. It, see if you like. It. There's a free version yeah. that has some other resources. Has a bunch of Bible versions, and then other resources. So if you're a digital person. That's a great way to go uh, to sign up for that. I know they have other paid uh, entry level areas that, you know, every level you pay, you just get more stuff yeah. and access to more there's, things. There's a hundred ways you can you yeah. can grow your library through packages together and extensions. And in fact, all I, kinds of stuff. I think um, the Assemblies of God has a deal with Lagos. See, I yeah. said it right. Yeah. Uh, and you can get a Pentecostal library um, through the Assemblies of God. Maybe it's the Pentecostal Heritage Center or something like that. Well, they, uh, they, there is the, remember when the Bible Engagement Project first came out, it was through Logos. Yes. Now, it, now it's independent. The Assemblies of God bought it out. And you can just download the Bible Engagement Project app and do Bible studies that way. It's, it's not in depth like the Bible Engagement modules that are available. For instance, the one the one I have, I forget what level I'm at. It has every Berean course yeah. material ever. So if you ever in wow, course, like I'm I'm studying wow. uh, uh, with somebody this Thursday, I have that material already in my computer and I don't need wow. to look at the book that he's going to bring with to him on Thursday. I already have all that. Well, for those of you that don't know, Berean is a, was a correspondence kind of Bible school that a lot of people years ago would utilize uh, to gain credentials with the assemblies of God or just grow in their basic knowledge of scripture. And it was kind of a, a correspondence kind of courses that you would take. Um, and now we, I don't believe that's really out there anymore. So all those courses, like in they're, that way. They're all part of the, yeah. the Logos Bible Engagement Project. Okay. Not to be confused with the Assemblies of God one, but it doesn't still include all the Assembly of God material. Yeah. You get Horton in there, uh, all kinds of stuff. Great then, Pentecostal then there's a theology. different area in Logos where there is a module that's, like they have denominational stuff. Like there's one module that's for Methodists, you know, and there's one for Lutherans. And there is a module for Pentecostals. And it includes a lot of C. Peter Wagner books. Yeah. Uh, some of Liz's uh, cousin, Frank uh, Makia, his books are in, in the, that nice. module. So uh, nice. there's there's a lot of stuff available. I, there's no way to describe it. You just have to go online and see what you and like. look at it because it is a huge, vast number of books. And there's a couple other tools. there's a couple other programs out there. I know PC Study Bible is out there. Yeah. Uh, I've, I used that early in my ministry. I couldn't get into logo, Lagos, Laga, however you say it. Say it how you like yeah, it. Logo. I said Logos. Uh, it was, it, for me, it was, it was less intuitive and more clunky. Yeah, uh, and I'm was, sure, I'm sure was. that has improved now. It, it, the problem, it is easier to use now, except now it is, it's, there are so many tools available. Yeah. It becomes a little bit. It gets overwhelming, overwhelming especially yeah. when you have $7,000 worth of tools. Yeah. You yeah. don't need. So don't go that far. Don't go know, that far. I was Tell people, don't be like me. Don't do, don't get obsessed with it. And I think our goal would be for our people to just be more intentional about, about engaging the scriptures. And so whether you're going to use version or Bible Gateway, something free, the Bible Engagement Project from the Assemblies of God is free. It's free. Or, it. or you're going to pay for, you know, Lagos or PC study Bible. There's some other ones out there. If you, if you look for Bible software, you'll find them. Uh, you know, not everyone's going to do that. Wants to do that, can do that. Uh, 
So, you know, my goal is not for everyone to become a biblical theologian, Bible scholar who could teach at the greatest seminaries. My goal is for people to engage the Bible itself more than they're engaging the peripheral. To look at what the Bible really says, what the scriptures really mean, what the intention of the authors were uh, that are still relevant today to our lives and how how we do. You know, Paul said, all scripture is God-breathed and useful, not just in the first century, but in all humanity, useful for teaching and rebuking and understanding and growing and all these things in our life with God. Study to show yourself approved. Exactly. So we, we don't just take... Pastor Jeff's word for it. He said so on Sunday. Right. But we, I, you, and people know this because you always make a comment about Zach Rainey, don't text me. But people know I'm, I'm sitting up there with my iPad and I'm following along, you know, yeah. and I've got this entire library. So, uh, you, Check it out. You know, I'm checking you out to see yeah. if, you, if you're straight. I, I, I work pretty hard to, uh, to make sure that the things that I say and preach and present are biblically sound, certainly biblically sound and, and right. I, when I, you know, we live in a college university town, so sometimes that's challenging. And I also, it's scary, it's scary because yeah. we've got some very gifted, godly people who have studied the Bible and studied science and studied all these things so much. And, you know, I, I, I am a little bit intimidated about you know, being careful about what I, what I do present. So I'm not saying I get it right every time because I know I don't get it right every time. There are no doubt times that uh, I miss uh, the mark on something, you but, know, I'm, but I'm not hopefully as, nothing serious. I'm really not as much concerned about people that hear you and are measuring you as when they're just listening to a YouTube video yeah. that or uh, yeah. uh, something that somebody Facebook sent post. to them. Yeah. You need to know what the scripture says yeah. so that you're not taken in by and it's so easy. a trick. It's so quick for that to happen. Um I think people start with good motive. You know, the Bible says uh, people get hungry, will get hungry for what their itching ears yeah. want to hear. And on one hand, I go, yeah, I understand that. But I'm glad they have itching ears in the sense of I'm glad that they're they're hungry. They they want to know the truth. They want to know what's out there. They're ju- it's just easy to be deceived. In this day and age, it's so easy to be deceived if you don't know what the Bible says. And if you don't have a respect for the authority of Scripture. Right. If the right. Bible is really just another book somebody uh, you've put together and yeah. evolved over time and all that, you know, it doesn't have any significance more than uh, Marvel comics or right. something like that. It's know. a good history book or good even, information or it's a bad history book. Or some people say, yeah, you know, I, I do think it's interesting, you know, on that, on that, you know, how often, you know, archeology span and science have, have proven and backed up what the Bible asserts and what the Bible claims uh, yeah. over and over and over again, that has happened. And continues to happen today, even as science advances and archaeology advances, uh, things continue to begin to be uh, continue to be uncovered uh, that prove the Bible to be accurate. So that's fascinating to me that the Lord does that, and it just proves it's not allegory, it's not uh, you know uh, a hope and a dream, I guess, or or something somebody wrote because it'd be nice to write. But these things, these events took place. The authors were inspired by the Holy Spirit to tell us about them and to write them. And the gospel writers were eyewitnesses. Eyewitnesses, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 frankly, a lot of the a lot of the even the Old Testament writers were eyewitnesses of some of the things that they wrote about and the things that happened. Um, So I I just think it's important that people begin to engage it in a greater way, so they can grow and be able to identify 
what is nonsense uh, in our world and what is nonsense in the areas of, of doctrine slash false doctrine slash heresy. And if you don't know the word of God, you're going to have a very difficult time knowing what is real. You got anything left to say? The last thing I would say is uh, because we're talking about good good doctrine is is Bible doctrine because good theology is actually what God says about himself. Yeah. That's the best theology. And the worst theology is human experience. Yep. I experienced this, therefore this is... Uh, this is how I'm going to look at the Bible. So yep. we've got to eliminate human experience, human flaws, and get back to. And we are an experience-driven culture right now. What oh, we yeah. experience is real. Um, and you're right. You're right. And that that can't influence the way we view and see God. Even even demons appear as an angel of light, and if they do, they can manipulate us to thinking an experience we had may have been something God did. That's why you got to know the word so you can you can line it up to it. Measure my experience. It, it's the ruling yard yardstick. It's the rule yeah. for our life. Hey, listen. Thanks for joining us today. I hope this was a helpful discussion to you, and uh, we look forward to being with you again very very soon. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We invite you to join the conversation and share your thoughts at connectionpointchurch.org slash Sunday. Spread the word and share this podcast with others. Stay inspired and connected as we explore faith beyond Sunday.